0: The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 27th college football
1: Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Guadalupe's Mexican Grill kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. In South Bend, playing great defense is back in style. Passes defended, quarterback hurries, interceptions, fumbles forced, relentless pursuit, Overall, in seven key statistical defensive categories, the Irish rank no worse than 11th nationally. ND is giving up an average of just 279.9 yards per game, that's 11th best in the nation, and 15.3 points, 10th best. After finishing 129th out of 130, defending the red zone a year ago, the Irish this year have soared in red zone defense to second best that's good defense yep indy's defense has been good and they have done it against a difficult schedule to date the full slate of opponents notre dame has faced has posted a 45 and 18 win-loss record against every other team on their schedule that's a tough schedule and ball magnet xavier watts is prowling the indy secondary with such ferocious efficiency that he just may be playing his way into an early entry to the nfl Captain and Mike linebacker extraordinaire J.D. Bertrand is working on leading the Irish in tackles for the third straight season. In the secondary, Ben Morrison and Cam Hart are the best cornerback combination N.D. has had in years. And this past Saturday, backup corners Jaden Mickey and Christian Gray both made interceptions. Mickey's was a pick six. Across the defensive line, the play has been dominant and has shown steady improvement over the course of the season. The starting combination of Howard Cross III, Riley Mills, grad transferred Javante Jean Baptiste, and Jordan Batello, and a heavy rotation that goes 10 deep has been formidable. In the week six win over Duke, Cross was named the National Defensive Player of the Week for his 13 tackle, two forced fumble, one fumble recovery performance. And that national award has now been matched Two consecutive games by safety Xavier Watts. Seven tackles, two interceptions, and a 15-yard scoop and score against USC. And another two interceptions by Watts against Pitt. Watts now leads the nation with six picks. At the rate the Notre Dame defense is performing, they may well go down as one of the best ND defensive units in years. The last Notre Dame team to allow fewer than 15.3 points per game was the 2012 team. And the last to better ND's current total defense number of allowing 279.9 yards per game was in 1996. JD Bertrand, Xavier Watts, Ben Morrison, Howard Cross and company are on track to post numbers not seen in years in South Bend. Indeed, in South Bend this year, Great defense is back in style. Guadalupe's Mexican Grill now with locations on Illinois, Leo, and DuPont roads and in Georgetown Square. Guadalupe's food made fresh. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes Eisenberger and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. It's the next generation of light beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes Eisenbarger and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish!
2: Flight by Yingling is the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, available wherever beer is sold. D.G. Yingling & Sun, Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. Well, Tim Priester, it was a dominant win. All phases, I thought, for Notre Dame had a good day. Uh, Special teams, offense, defense. Were you surprised that Notre Dame showed such dominance in this game? After all, you know, Pitt has usually played Indy tough, but uh, the game could have been much worse if you think about it.
0: Yeah, I, you know, Phil, I, th- I thought Pittsburgh would compete better, but, you know, there have been occasions where uh, on one hand, Pat Narduzzi's team has hung in there. On another hand, Notre Dame's wiped them out. Uh, you know, three years ago at Pittsburgh, it was 45 to three. The only thing that, you know, I thought when I saw the point spread was 20 and a half. It's like, wow, they they, they really think that Notre Dame's going to, to hammer this team. And, uh, you know, the other thing, Phil, was that, We knew that Pittsburgh had lost a lot from the previous year, especially on the defensive side. So we thought it would be a successful offensive game for Notre Dame. And then with Pittsburgh starting a young quarterback, it was just a really bad, bad situation for them. And Notre Dame took full advantage offensively, defensively, special teams all three phases for the second straight game.
1: Yeah, and save the the two unfortunate interceptions off the start, I mean, you could have probably chalked up another 14 points for the Irish because uh, it was kind of a slow start. But uh, yeah, very outstanding performance in all phases of the game for the Irish. And the most consistent phase of this team from week to week, the offense has been up and down. We know that. Tim, I would contend that this is one of the best Notre Dame defenses that the Irish have had in years, and they've been very consistent this year. Are they historically good? That's my question.
0: Yeah, I really think so. I mean, it's, a, it's the best one, certainly statistically, since t- 2012 when Notre Dame played for the national championship. I'm partial to the 2002 defense that was led by Kent Baer, Tyrone Willingham's first year you may remember that offensively Notre Dame really struggled but that defense was great and and kept them in every game that's how they were able to win 10 games that year so those are the two that that come to mind certainly Clark Lee's defense from, defenses from 2018 to 2020 were outstanding as well
1: well look just looking at points per game allowed Notre Dame is on track right now uh one of the better numbers in the country i think they're 11th points per game. The last time they allowed less than that was 2012. That defense that uh, went to the CFP, 12.8 points were allowed per game. Now, total defense, Notre Dame uh, at 279.9 yards per game, that is really a spectacular number. And the last time that Notre Dame uh, had less than that would have been 1996. So, yeah historically significant what this defense is doing this year. And in the game, we we saw some, you know, they they weren't at full strength. The Irish were not at full strength. Jaden Mickey had to start in place of Ben Morrison. And freshman Christian Gray saw a lot of snaps in this game. Uh, Those two cornerbacks played really well. They each had an interception. Tim, what does that say about Notre Dame's cornerback room?
0: Well, it's one of the better ones that they've had. Certainly one of the better ones in the country. We know about Cam Hart and Benjamin. Morrison. Jaden Mickey had the pick six. I still think that he has a ways to go to be a consistent corner. I, I love what Christian Gray has offered Notre Dame since his arrival in the spring. They knew right away that they had a great one. He had a spectacular interception. Uh, he's just a kid that I've kind of gravitated to because uh, we the few times that we've had opportunities to interview him, you can tell he's humble, he's mature, he's a Notre Dame fit. And I tell you what, He's longer than you think, and we every time he comes in for an interview, we say that because you just don't – I don't know that necessarily the statistics like height and weight show it, but just long limbs, long football player who I think – has a chance to add his name with with the great cornerbacks at Notre Dame.
1: Well, he proved his length on that interception by leaping high in the air, tipping the ball to himself. That was a very athletic play that took a lot of length, no doubt about that. And me too. I, you know, he came in front of the media this week, and you saw, uh, you know, much the same thing I did. And just mature, endearing personality. <laughs> I think you're right. A great fit. I also want to some, you know, say something about Jaden Mickey. Uh, and he came to us post game uh, Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon, and uh, y- there was a good feeling in the room. I thought for Jaden Mickey because getting that interception, that pick six, and then he talked about how it was great knowing that his mom, who was at home battling cancer, uh, was—he didn't point that out, but we everybody knew it—and uh, was home and was able to see that pick six play. And he said that was really the first thing he thought about after he succeeded. It was that mom saw him do that. Uh, Great stories about both of those corners. And that's just the depth in that room. And talking about the cornerback room, let's talk about Coach Mike Mickens. Marcus Freeman asked about it this week. Would Mike Mickens, Tim, be a good candidate to succeed Al Golden at defensive coordinator if if Golden gets a head coaching job somewhere or heads back to the NFL?
0: You know, I, I hesitate to just flatly say yes. I know that Marcus Freeman indicated that he is ready to be a coordinator. I know he's a great cornerbacks coach and then Marcus Freeman filled in some of the some of the blanks about uh, you know, his understanding of defenses and, and just his schematic um uh, knowledge and, and where he's headed. I don't know for sure if Marcus Freeman would, would make that move with a with a guy that hasn't been a coordinator. Uh but I, I suspect that if L. Golden is still around in Nordame next year we can well, and, and already uh, Mike Mickens is the passing game coordinator, but I suspect there's a possibility that he could be listed as co-coordinator next year. And, and, you know, who knows? I know there are a lot of great coordinators out there that have proven themselves, but Mike Mickens has certainly proved himself as a great cornerback coach.
1: Yeah, and I would point out there is a comparison in recent Notre Dame history, Clark Lee succeeding Mike Elko. Clark Lee, without a lot of uh, experience, Although everybody kind of felt he was a, definitely a protege of Mike Elko's at the time. I remember that. So the story isn't a perfect comparison. But that worked out pretty well for the Irish. Uh, Tim, Chris Tyree, what a terrific story. Uh, you know, his transformation from a running back to a to a pass receiver this year. And his punt return touchdown. With that, he joins a very select group, as uh, was pointed out. I think it was, it was Tim O'Valley that probably came up with this. Rocket Ishmael, Julius Jones, and Tim Brown as the only players in Notre Dame history that that we know of that have scored TDs four different ways, pass, rush, kickoff return, and now a punt return. He's also coming into his own as a pass receiver, worked so hard during the summer, reportedly caught 20,000 balls in the offseason talk a little bit though about that punt return because it was an excellent display not of Tyree just of Tyree but some great running by him but also some great blocking
0: another young man that you you cheer for because he is such a Notre Dame first team first guy but yeah you know i mean we all remember the the kick return against Wisconsin a couple years ago which was which was outstanding but i i would argue that the punt return the 82 yard punt return against Pittsburgh was his best play ever. One, he broke some tackles, which isn't something that he's done a lot of during his career. And then two, he showed some wiggle in the open field. He was very well blocked, but he showed a little bit of um, the ability to escape and then kick into the great speed that, the, that we know he has. So I would, you know, I don't think I'm going to get much uh, pushback on this, but I would argue that is his best play at Notre Dame because it combines some elements in his game that haven't always showed themselves.
1: Yeah, it it was an exciting play. Uh, Pump returns always are uh, when they're that successful, but uh, Tyree really rounding out his game. And and does he have another year of eligibility? Is there any chance he would be back next year? Yeah, uh,
0: he's only, yeah, I think there's a great chance. I know that Marcus Freeman floated that idea out there publicly on Monday, but uh, it seems like Chris Tyree has been here longer than four years, but he is a fourth year senior. So, um, you know, with, with the COVID year in 2020, he has another year. I, I think it would, be, it would be great for Notre Dame. It would also be wise, I think, to a large extent for Chris Tyree because if he makes as much progress next year in college as he has in preparation for playing the position in 2023, I think he'll be very ready for a shot at the NFL. So Notre Dame needs him, so that may be a little bit of a, a, a biased opinion, but I think Chris Tyree – also understands that he's still relatively new to the position getting better all the time and he could he could enter the NFL the following year much better prepared than he is at this moment.
1: Yeah, and I would have to believe he would just come back to Notre Dame as a big star next season. Uh NIL money's out there. That that might be part of that enticement, but certainly one year to to uh improve his pass catching skills. Uh, would make sense for his NFL future if there is to be one. One more thing about punt returns, I, you, we have to mention Jordan Faison and his punt return. You know, that was what about twenty five yards, something like that. That was a really exciting play. That's something to look forward to as well. Comments on that, Tim?
0: I, I mean that play when I rewatched the game. you know, you see it from the ninth floor, of the the Notre Dame press box. But when I rewatched that Sunday afternoon, I it was. It was actually twenty yards, Phil. It, it was a spectacular twenty-yard return. You show, you saw his elusiveness, you saw his speed, you saw his vision. Uh, very much looking forward to the possibility of Jordan Faison being Notre Dame's punt returner uh, next season.
1: Yeah, that could be. Although Tyree may be back, as we Tyree, just talked yes, about. Tyree would. Uh,
0: yeah, but, good but, competition there.
1: <laughs> but I would expect Faison to be getting uh, uh, more looks at everything because i think he's also going to be a good one all right we got to talk quickly about the depth in the tight end room with the loss of mitchell evans and we'll go into injuries in the second segment but who's going to take up the mantle at tight end you for the irish with evans on the shelf
0: i mean we know who that the remaining tight ends there it's dwindling I me mean, eli raritan he's still trying to get back into form coming back from his second acl holden stays is a leading candidate david sherwood is the blocker and freshman Cooper Flanagan scored his first touchdown last week? But I really think that, like, I think Notre Dame will probably try to employ somebody like, you know, some of the the, the bigger receiver like Jaden Thomas, Jaden Greathouse, who can line up in the slot and do and run some, you know, tight end like routes. I think those guys are they're a little, obviously a little bit smaller than Mitchell Evans, but I think that they can help bridge that gap. But you know, they really have. I mean, if you you know if you can if you can fall back on Holden Stays as your starting tight end after losing Kevin Bauman, after losing Michael Mayer last year, and now losing Mitchell Evans, that'd be pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. Stays, uh, 12 catches on the year, 163 yards. He has four touchdowns. Uh, lots of talent in that room uh, to pick up the slack, but no doubt uh, Mitchell Evans, uh, a real loss for the Irish. Tim, the Irish come in at number 15 in the first CFP ranking this week. Was that a fair ranking? Notre Dame is number twelve in the AP poll.
0: I think it's fair. I I, I think some of the rankings in the AP aren't fair. I, 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 Notre Dame is the second highest rated two loss team behind LSU. I think you know I, I wrote about this in, in uh, Thursday thoughts on Irish Illustrated. Um, I mean you can you can flip a coin there right now. I I, I but Alabama. Uh, host LSU this weekend and Notre Dame goes to Clemson. So I think it'll separate, but I'm fine with that. I, frankly, I'm, you know, in recent years there, there's such a uh, disregard for losses at times in the rankings. And I just don't think that that's, I don't think that that's right. Um, So some of those one loss teams moved ahead of Notre Dame in the college football playoff rankings. I'm fine with that. I think that that's fair. Um, LSU Notre is kind of a, a, a coin toss, but I think that'll there'll be some separation one way or another. I believe after this weekend, but those one loss teams, uh, I think they deserve to be ahead of Notre Dame. Plenty of time for Notre Dame to get into the top 12, 11, 10, where they want to be for a New Year's Six Bowl, provided that Notre Dame, of course, defeats Clemson and goes on and wins their last two games.
1: Yeah, and that's got to be the priority, of course, for the Irish, just take care of business. A lot of those one-loss teams are going to turn into two-loss teams pretty soon. So I thought the poll rank at first glance. I wasn't sure, but then when I looked at it, it made sense. One quick hit, Tim. Notre Dame basketball heating up. They open up Monday against Niagara. A lot of excitement in the air with the new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury. In quick hit style, what are the prospects for this Irish basketball team?
0: I thought they looked really well coached in their exhibition game against Hanover. The freshmen played well. They shot it well. They really worked hard on the defensive end. It looked like a very well-coached basketball team heading into the start of the season on Monday, hosting Niagara.
1: All right. Hosting Niagara, we're going to learn a lot more about this team soon. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 391st edition of... Fighting Irish Preview This is Art Salzberg. I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Shearer McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much-needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Shearer McCulloch comes in with a full-service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Shearer McCulloch will sell your house, auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. Sheer McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Sheer McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus their AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable. McCulloch. The Fighting Irish Back of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. With two interceptions against USC and two more against Pitt, Xavier Watts is the first Notre Dame player ever to intercept multiple passes in back-to-back games. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes.
2: Flight by Yingling is the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, available wherever beer is sold. D.G. Yingling & Son Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly.
1: Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The 12th ranked Irish are on the road this week against the Clemson Tigers. TV coverage on ABC starts at noon South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, MasterCraft, Vanderbilt, and Premier Pontoons. New and previously owned, we share your boating passion. This season, we are focusing on the best defensive players of the last 20 years. So far this season, we've talked about Harrison Smith, Manti Teo, Jalen Smith, Drew Tranquil, Aloy Gilman, Tavon Coney, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, and this week, one of the most exciting athletes to man the safety position ever at Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton. When Kyle Hamilton first committed to play for Notre Dame in the spring of 2018, the buzz quickly spread that he was a special talent. And in his three years at N.D., he did not disappoint. A two-way player at Marist High School in Atlanta, Hamilton was blessed with size, speed, and quickness. He enrolled early at N.D. in June of 2019 and checked in at an impressive 6'4", 220. During Hamilton's first spring and fall practices, Brian Kelly kind of played a coy, but word kept leaking out about his spectacular play in practice. He played in all 13 games as a freshman, and he recorded a pick six in just his second game played. During that first season, he was named a freshman All-American, and to anybody watching, it was obvious that he was an extraordinary talent. Hamilton became firmly entrenched as a full-time starter in the 2020 pandemic season. He led the Irish in tackles and was one of the key reasons the Irish rolled to an undefeated regular season. With 63 tackles and seven passes defended, he earned first-team All-American recognition. He was so good that it was obvious that his skills would be headed to the NFL, and sooner than later. Sure enough, his junior year was his last one at Notre Dame, and despite suffering a knee injury that limited him to just seven games, he was spectacular. Elected as a team captain, he roamed the field and made the kind of plays that were rarely seen. Against Purdue on a key fourth and one, he came from across the field and stopped a jet sweep cold for a loss with an out-of-nowhere tackle that observers in the press box that day said was just this side of impossible. I was one of those observers, and I have watched a million football plays, but my football brain that day told me that the play Hamilton made could not be made. After 2021, Hamilton was a consensus All-American, and the first-round draft pick, 14th overall, the Baltimore Ravens. Tim Kyle Hamilton was one of those rare athletes that rarely comes around.
0: You know, Phil, I, I saw him when there was no fanfare for Kyle Hamilton. He was listed as a three-star prospect. I remember looking at that film, and I thought to myself, not only is he not a three-star, at the very minimum, he's a high four-star and, and really trending towards a five-star prospect. And he proved all that, and he proved it. He, he proved it in, uh, you know, it, he gets on the practice field, and I think they counted – I don't know, twelve or thirteen interceptions during the during August during preseason camp, and so you knew right away he was truly special. He shared time with with uh, Gilman and Elliott uh, at at safety during his freshman year, and then really took off. But uh, a sensational football player, he's tearing it up in the NFL. He's everything that we thought he was once we realized that he was not a three-star prospect.
1: Yeah, the you know, word of those practice interceptions when, before his first season kept filtering out. and But Brian Kelly didn't really want to admit what he had. But you could tell from the look on Kelly's face, he knew he had something special. Uh, and then you talk about his NFL uh, exploits. A few weeks ago against the Indianapolis Colts, Hamilton set an all-time franchise record with three sacks in the first half of the game and as a Colts fan I was a little torn up both ways on that one I was happy for Hamilton but that sure hurt the Colts. Kyle Hamilton another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage we love boats and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Ranked number nine in the preseason Clemson unexpectedly has limped to a record of 4 and 4. Last week at NC State, the Tigers fell 24-17. They also have lost to fourth-ranked Florida State 31-24 in overtime and at Miami 28 to 20. Last year, Clemson had run to an 8-0 record and number 4 ranking when ND took them out 35-14 at Notre Dame Stadium. Since the start of that night in South Bend, the Tigers have struggled to a record of 7-7. Seven and seven. At home, Clemson has been particularly tough to beat. Until late last season, they had won 40 straight games in their stadium known as Death Valley. An analysis of Clemson's national rankings statistically paints a picture of a team that has played solid defense, but has struggled to finish drives and has not protected the football well. Quarterback Cade Klubnick is in his first season as the full-time starter. He is a 64% passer and has thrown for 1,947 yards, 13 TDs, and 5 interceptions. He is mobile in the pocket and will run the football. Junior Will Shipley is the leading ground gainer with 515 yards and three TDs, but he is in concussion protocol and may not be available this week. Another junior, Phil Maffa is next up, and he has been nearly as effective as Shipley. Junior Bo Collins and freshman Tyler Brown have been the top two receivers. They have put up nearly identical numbers and have combined for 62 catches for 805 yards and four touchdowns. Six-foot-six Tight end Jake Briningstool is a solid weapon. He has 31 catches for 344 yards. Clemson is 121st nationally in red zone efficiency, scoring just 71% of the time. They've lost 10 fumbles, one of the worst marks in the nation. The Tiger defense is good, very good. They give up just 21 points per game and are led by All-American linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Trotter is having another stellar season and leads the Tigers in tackles. Edge rusher T.J. Parker has notched four sacks. Cornerback Sheridan Jones and Nate Wiggins lead a pass defense that is allowing just 167 yards per game, the ninth best mark in the nation. Tim Priester's so-so offense, really good defense, some close losses. What is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory?
0: We don't expect Shipley to play this weekend, so it's just Mafa. Mafa's a bigger back, but he doesn't give them the elusiveness that Shipley does. So I think Notre Dame's in a position to really make them one-dimensional, and part of that is the mistakes that Klubnik has made with with pressure on him. And you mentioned Tyler Brown; he's listed as as questionable for this game, and they also have been out with uh, they, uh, Antonio Williams, who's a leading returning receiver, was is, is out with a with a toe injury. So you need to make them one-dimensional. I think Notre Dame's defense can do that. And then on the flip side, Notre has got to be able to score enough to get past them. Miami rushed for 211 yards a couple weeks ago. I'm giving you a lot there, Phil. But I think it's two-pronged. You have to slow down that offense by limiting them to a passing game that could be compromised because of their receivers and then – run the football. If Miami can do it, Notre Dame can do it against them too.
1: Okay, make them one-dimensional and and you know, limit that offense and score just enough points, and that's going to mean get that running game going. Those are Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage keys to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish?
0: So I'm going to say it's it's one of the linebackers. It's either going to be Maris Leofauer or J.D. Bertrand. One of them is going to be Blitzing uh when when Klubnick throws an interception to the other, the other linebacker. Could it be a pick six? Notre Dame scored some defensive touchdowns lately. I think Notre Dame's linebackers are going to benefit from a strong
1: pass rush. Look for Leah Bertrand to make a big play this week, and that is Aspen Mortgage key Irish players this week. Aspen Mortgage for all your mortgage needs call four eight six loan. And it's now time for the injury report brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy, your choice for physical therapy now with 22 Indiana locations. Tim, some bad news at the tight end position, but a couple guys that were injured last week are going to be back. How are the Irish health wise going into game 10? Yeah,
0: those are the guys I'm focusing on. Phil, obviously Mitchell Evans wasn't just starting his best tight end. Now he was their best receiver. So that's a significant loss. I'm sure Clemson is looking at that as a huge advantage for them, but, the trade-off, I guess, if there is such a thing, Benjamin Morrison, Cam Hart will be back. Uh, I, I think they hold a clear advantage over uh, Clemson's wide receivers, especially with a few of those wide outs being banged up.
1: Okay, Benjamin and Morrison and Cam Hart back, and that gives that... Really good defense, even more firepower than they had against Pittsburgh. Thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous irishillustrated.com prediction, brought to you by SES Environmental. Need help navigating environmental risk and with regulatory compliance? You need SES. Look them up at sesadvantage.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish by three – so what does America's foremost authority say?
0: This game is really concerning to me, Phil, because I think the whole nation, especially Notre Dame nation, is looking at this as a, as a win because Clemson has four losses. But I, I, I'm not saying that Clemson uh, should have or could have won all four games, but they uh, individually, they could have won any one of those games. So they're still dangerous. They're good defensively, number six in total defense. Uh, I mentioned the injuries on offense they are banged up at at safety as well with r j mickens I see this as a as a low scoring game. I think Nordame is the better football team. I don't see either team reaching thirty. I barely see uh, either team reaching twenty four to twenty seven but I think Nordame is the better football team. They're going to have to withstand a crowd that uh may be a little bit mixed because of the four losses but Notre Dame's walking into a tough place. I think they're ready for this battle. Um, I think Marcus Freeman will have them ready. Notre Dame 24, Clemson 20.
1: Notre Dame 24, Clemson 20. That is Tim Priester's world famous IrishIllustrated.com prediction. Tim, you know, I, I agree. I'm with you. I expect two motivated football teams this week. Notre Dame has a lot left to play for in 2023, and Clemson, in front of their home fans, is looking to salvage something from a once promising season. They've circled the wagons, I have a feeling, there. So uh, Irish catching maybe a bit of a uh, a break with the noon start because if it had been a night start in that stadium, I'd be more concerned. Anyway, the defenses are the headliners in this game. I I give a slight edge to the Irish and how well they are playing right now on defense. And on offense, the Irish... Despite losing Mitchell Evans, I think they also have clearly an edge in this game uh, over the offense for Clemson. But my score is very similar to yours. Notre Dame 24, Clemson 17. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Brett Rump, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. For more Fighting Irish Preview, check out FightingIrishPreview.com and also listen to and subscribe to our podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.
2: Podcasts by Federated Media.